Mills on the move. Mills. Oh! Patty Cakes with a triple. NBA Strayer, how are you going? Hey, you going, mate? That's right, it's NBA Strayer. It's Thursday, all day, November 4th. And I'm your host, James Clements. That's right, I'm a writer sometimes. Uh, for Rolling Stone, Triple J, whoever else wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff, here in Larry Armour Studios, hanging out, locked down, only for a few more days. We're surviving. Might not be thriving, but I'll tell you what. Uh, but I am here giving you the lowdown on all the international NBA season and uh, repping Strayer a bit. That's what we do here. It's in the name. Don't act surprised. <laughs> we also don't take things too seriously around here, do we? No, we don't, Jimmy. No, we leave that for the nerds. This was a massive day, a madcap day of NBA action. So much going on. So we're going to break it all down for you. All 11 games talked about in the NBA Australia game race. We've got a juicy slab of that's not a knife. Old mate, no mate, spot of the night, better than Lonzo Ball. We've got Yan Nas. I think uh, a couple of awesome listener ones, actually. And uh, the unpopular opinion of the day, and our back take house, where we're serving up a flame grill take. There's a very brief Kiwi corner. We've got the Strain Player Watch. Tell you what, Patty Thrill's lit it up today. And we've got the game previews and picks for tomorrow. Nice couple of games on tomorrow. That'll be fun. And a, uh, we'll finish up with a brand new diary of Stephen Adams. See how the big Kiwi's going. So let's get to it. Episode 691, nice, of NBA Australia. Let's go. All right, that's right. NBA Australia is brought to you by Manscaped, the men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. That's right. Look after your junk with Manscaped. That's what we're all about. It's precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Just go check them out. Seriously. There's so much stuff there. And I'll tell you what. They just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the lawnmower, the 4.0. And uh, it's in Australia New Zealand now. The 4.0, my God, that's a good fucking shaver, is right there. So join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer. 20% off. And free worldwide shipping with the code STRAYER at manscaped.com. So, being one of the first few folks to try the new 4.0, I was blown away. It is awesome. The details, the craftsmanship, it can do a little bit of everything. But the best part is just shaving with something that's got a light in it and the old advanced skin-safe technology, a.k.a. the incredible ceramic blade, out there to reduce nicks. Reducing nicks like that James Dolan. I love it. <laughs> But the point is, you'll feel confident shaving your boys, and uh, it's great. You've got trim guards, you've got wireless charging, but basically what it all comes down to is if you're using your face shaver on your junk, that's gross! So get your own ball hair and body hair trim with Manscaped and make me time the best time and enhance your confidence with some nice smooth boyos. Basically, you just don't want pubes in your mouth. It's gross. Anyway, 20% off free shipping with the code STRAYER. Your balls will thank you, and so will anybody else who comes in contact with them. Just saying, 20% off and free shipping with the code STRAYER at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping as well at manscaped.com if you use the code STRAYER. So unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Ah, you better. You better watch out for the pool attack. If you're the uh, Hornets. Jeez, how good was that today? Anyway, let's get stuck into today's show, the way we start every show here at NBA Australia with a daily... Whip around, boom, the City Editions were worn. So the day after we rank them, they bust them out. And I'll tell you what, some of them look pretty good. But I feel pretty good about the rankings that we did yesterday, 30 through 1. We saw a bunch of them. And I think I mentioned on yesterday's show, the ranking of the sixes one, I moved it up and up and up. It started out pretty low. Then I looked at it more, looked at it more, 
And I was pretty happy that it made the top 10 in the end because uh, they look very schmick. Very schmick. But uh, I think most of them were like a bit of a hit, especially the ones that we saw today. And I feel like completely justified in having Memphis really d- like down low on that list because I feel like the City Edition Memphis, they've got so many different good jerseys. These ones are just kind of boring. It's like, oh, but they've got really amazing details. You know what I can't fucking see on telly? The details. <laughs> so blow it out your ass. Uh, their warm-ups looked amazing, and I think I tweeted out, like, the warm-ups actually look better than the uniform. So there you go. Other news, the Celtics players had a player-only dinner, according to everybody wringing their fucking hands in the media. I love this. There's uh, all the fucking bigwig nerd fucking reporters out there in the NBA. Oh, that a players-only meeting. It's like three of the players came out and went, what? We had dinner. And then the coaches ended up being there anyway. What are you fucking idiots talking about? Talk about trying to make a mountain out of a molehill. Classic NBA media when they've got nothing good to talk about. You morons trying to build this up. Loved it. And I was really, really happy that uh, the players were like, dude, no, settle down. The big part about this is, like, Jalen Brown eventually fronted the media. And was kind of like, yeah, it's probably not ideal for Marcus to go running his fucking mouth. But here we are. The point is, I didn't actually make this, I think, after, uh, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, sort of tossing around this idea of the Celtics uh, not liking each other. Marcus Smart kind of coming out and blowing it up and going, they don't pass the ball. Jalen and Jason should be fronting the media way more than they are. Like, if you want to be leaders of a team, if you want to be superstars, front up. Fucking put your nuts on the line, answer some questions. Like, you can't let Marcus Smart be the fucking be-all and end-all. He's not quite Draymond, you know? Either way. Uh, so the Celtics player thing, it's kind of fun. They got a big win today. It looked pretty dicey there for the first half, but we'll get to that in the game wraps. Ben Simmons! Ah, oh Christ, the latest on this. Uh, apparently, Daryl Morey approached Simo today about returning to game action. Simo said he's not mentally ready to play. He's continuing to see professional help. There's still no timetable on his return. Some interesting vibes about this. Uh... It's essentially a PR battle, isn't it? Between Simmons and the Sixers and leverage and pressure being applied. And I do feel like it's going to end up benefiting the Sixers uh, leaning into the, uh, hey, we are paying you $33 bucks a year and you're saying you have uh, an impairment, a.k.a. you're struggling with your mental health and you're seeking outside counsel for this. That's all well and good. But as part of your contract, if you do seek the help of outside doctors and outside counsel for stuff like this, technically in the CBA, you kind of need to be also telling us really what's going on with the treatment, if nothing else. And just look sort of between the lines of everything that the Sixers are releasing, and it's kind of like they're setting up a point where they're going to go, he's not cooperating with uh, the terms of his contract, we're sick of paying this fucking dude to not show up and not be a part of this team. And, uh, yeah. I mean, we sort of talked about this the other day about how Simo getting an NBA Players Association, uh, you know, counselor, etc., to help him out with the mental health stuff is great, good on him. But at the same time, like, the fact that there's zero fucking details about who that is, what's being involved, and the six is sort of being kept in the dark. I mean, you've got to give a little bit of something, something at some point to your employer, don't you? Like... You can at least say, look, this is the program that we're going through or something. It doesn't seem like that's even happening. So it does feel like the Sixers are getting more and more skeptical of this, and it's going to be interesting. As I said yesterday, though, I fucking hate this story, and I kind of just want it to end either way. Uh, The Warriors, speaking of which, they have no plans on giving up their young talent for Simo, according to uh, some reports. So, yeah, enjoy Andrew Wiggins if you want to trade with Golden State. Philly. Uh, But sticking on Philly, other news. Sadly, Tobias Harris sounds like he's actually... uh, copped uh, the old COVID pretty rough. Doc Rivers said today he's doing okay, but not great, honestly. Yeah, it hit him for sure. A lot of guys have had this and they're mad like, what the hell, I'm fine. Tobias is not in that category right now, I can tell you that. Jesus. So uh, hopefully Tobias is doing okay. Prayers up for uh, the never nude Tobias Harris. Larry Markinen also, that's a girl's name, Larry Markinen in the COVID protocols, uh, joining Kevin Love there for the Cavs. Like, what the hell is this? White power forwards of the Cavs all partying together? 
<laughs> Chetty Osman's next. <laughs> oh, that's not good. And that's about it in terms of news. There wasn't a giant amount going on, so let's do some bloody game raps. 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 Today we had eleven games, so let's fang through these, shall we? Cleveland. Cleveland. Beat Portland. What an absolute fucking belter of a game this was. It was a bit of a trap game, you thought, for uh, the Cavs feeling good about themselves. Portland on the road. And Portland didn't have it. It's a trap. For Portland. Because the Cavs are good. I'll tell you what, the Cavs took control of this in the second quarter. Didn't miss because of Dylan fucking Windler, which is hilarious. Windler, baby. Sex man had 14 and a half. But look, the Cavs, uh, like Garland hit a three to open up the second half. And the Cavs kind of kept them at bay. But there was a 13-3 Portland run there. Uh, Anthony Simon scored like seven. So, what, what, eight minutes left in the game. It's close again. And off they go. But the Cavs just stretched him out from there, which is, just held him at bay with Jared Allen go the throw. And he was just doing everything, especially even down the stretch. It was pretty amazing. The sex man, though, he uh, gets a couple of buckets late. Dame gets an and one to get the uh, Blazers back within three. The sex man misses... Dame's got nine seconds. They're down three. He's going to tie it. <sighs> Miss. Now, if you wanted a pretty fucking meta just idea of the season, uh, a macro version of the season, if you will, for Dame Lillard, it's this. Can't hit a game-tying three to save a game against the Cavs. Tough scenes. Absolutely tough scenes because literally any other season of his career, you'd expect Dame to hit that and away we go. But the thing is, Portland... For all their offensive struggles as well, look, they let Cleveland shoot over 52%, 50% from three, like Chauncey. Oh, we'll bring in Chauncey Billups. He'll fix our D. Neil O'Shea sitting in the game. Oh, it's not the players' fault that I play defense. That's why I fired Terry Stotts. This roster that I put together is actually good. Smash cut to now, and yeah, the Cavs shot over 52% against them. Anyway, Dame had 26, but it came on 27 shots. Just brutal start to the season for him. CJ McCollum had 21 points. He shot 7 of 19. Not much better. Norm! Powell had 23. Simons had 15 in the end. He's uh, coming on leaps and bounds as Ant Fernie. I love that, but just not enough from anyone else. Covington, Nurk, just ugh. It's those dudes around the edges as well that just are really letting the Blazers down and have done for uh, years at this point. And you expect that when they actually fire, it's on, but it just doesn't happen. Cavs go the throw. Jared Allen won a game. 24 points, 17 rebounds, 4 assists, a steal, a block, did everything. He was awesome. Mobley at 11-11. Sex man shot 8 of 13. He had 21. And Darius Rucker, Judy Garland went 6 of 9. Nice. For his 19 points and 10 assists. That's a huge win. Cleveland are now 5 and 4. Cleveland! Cleveland! And Portland dropped to 3 and 5. Brutal. Indy won the Spike Lee Reggie Miller Bowl 111.98. The Knicks just, look, from the get-go, what was it? Miles Turner, like the first eight points. They scored 11 straight before the Knicks even got on the board. Uh, But the Knicks just couldn't slow down Turner or Duarte or Torrey Craig. And I think Indy dropped 36 on them in the first quarter. They got played to a standstill basically after that. The Knicks got it all the way back down to three at the end of the third. My sweet baby Carrots... Now, it's a nice shot to keep him up five. He and Goga kick off the uh, fourth. They're back up seven in short order. But look, the Knicks, they Knicks, the Knicks, the Knicks. They fought, they fought, they fought. But then Miles Turner just went bang. He had a dunk and a three. Blows it out to a nine-point lead. Brogdon hits another little shot in the lane. Fournier makes a layup in response. And then bang, Turner hits another three. And that was it. 12-point game, four minutes left. Game over. Shut her down, boys. They controlled it the rest of the way. This is a big win for the Pacers. Uh, basically... The Pacers all year have been shit. You know, we've talked about this. They somehow beat the Heat in that third game of the season. And they beat the Spurs now. They've beaten the Knicks. They've somehow won two on the trot. And this is much more like the indie team I expected to see. So, good on them. Uh, for the Knicks, Julius had 18 and 14. 23, 5 and 3 for RJ Barrett. Now, talk about dudes who are coming along in leaps and bounds. I'm loving the RJ Barrett. Uh, it's not a renaissance, it's just an emergence. I love it. Kemba was brutal. Fournier was not much better. They went 1 of 10 from 3 combined, and no one else on the Knicks could really get going. D-Rose gave him a little bit, but not enough. Paces, Miles Turner was incredible. 25 and 13 with 3 blocks. He shot 7 of 10 from 3. Incredible. Meanwhile, the Suvlaki King, Demartis Sabonis, 10, 7 and 3. He only took 8 shots. 21 points for Carrots Levert. My sweet baby, Carrots. 
Uh, Nel Presidente, Malcolm Brogdon, 17, 8, and 7. Tory Craig at 12. Duarte ends up with 10. Big win for Indy. They're 3 and 6. New York are now, I believe, what's that, 5 and 3 for the Knicks? Yeah, juice. Oh, boy. The wheels. Ah, uh, Boston. They beat Orlando, 92, 79. The shooting in the first half was gross. They got outplayed by the Magic, which was hilarious, but then they fired up coming out of the half. They lit it up. I think they scored 11 straight to open the second half and uh, led by nine. Suddenly, it was a 23-4 to run. They're up 17, and the game was over. I believe the Celtics had them, held the Magic without a field goal for 10 minutes, which is absolutely crazy. Ends up being a 30-10 to third quarter, and that was it. Game over. Uh, Magic, they shot 32%. Ice cold! Anthony was ice cold today. He had 13 points. He shot 4 of 18, 2 of 11 from 3. And what if I told you he was also their top scorer? That is brutal! Gross! He tied with Wendell Carter Jr., 13-13 for uh, Wendell. He also shot like shit, though, 5 of 12. Suggs went 4 of 14, 1 of 5 from 3. But yeah, the Magic Man, look, Terrence Ro- T. Rose is on this team. And you just go, why? Just, if you're going to score 79 with him on the team, just fucking trade him, Orlando. What are you doing? The Celtics, Jalen Brown was awesome. 28 for him. He shot the shit out of it. He went 10 of 17, 3 of 8 from downtown. Tatum, though, still can't hit a shot. One of those ones where it's like, oh, cool. Players, dinner, let's hang out. 4 of 16 later. <laughs> Thanks for coming, Jalen. Uh, Jason. Uh, Smart had 8, 4, and 4. They don't pass the ball. Yeah, well, you suck. So why would they pass you the ball? 12, 12, and 7 for big average Al Horford. Having a uh, little resurgence there is Al. Loving it. 2 and 7 now are Orlando. Boston, 3 and 5. Chicago, ooh, lost in Philly. In a belter of a game in the end, 103, 98. Lonzo was horrible in the first half. I love that. But the Sixers were smashing him. Even with Embiid kind of struggling, they're up 14. Curry, Cork, Niang, they couldn't miss early. Uh, but then Chicago sort of just woke up and bang. They got it right down, back down to Philly, like throwing it right up in their face. Philly is shitting the bed as Philly are want to do. But Philly, bang, Niang gang. I love George Niang. Matty T, Embiid were crushing it. But look, Philly hitting their usual fourth quarter bed shitting moment is still just like, can... Can this Philly team just do anything easily? No. <laughs> it was tied up halfway through the fourth, but Philly got saved by Joel Embiid, Seth Curry, as mentioned, George Niang. Um, but then again, it was down to a two-point game late. Seth somehow holds onto the ball, dribbling through traffic, rises up and hits the game sealer. Absolutely insane. And then Joel blocks to Matt DeRozan there after being caught for a foul. They check it. Clean block. It was beautiful. Wins the game, basically. Incredible scenes there in Philly. Looking good in their new City Edition uniforms. Big win, 103.98. DeMar had 37-10. and 10. That's two back-to-back amazing games for DeMar. I believe with 37. And 11-12 free throws. Look, he got sent back by Joel at the end, but goddamn. He hit like a hardcore, awesome sort of runner falling out of bounds off the baseline shot just before that. There was absolutely kissing fingers emoji. Uh, Zachy Cakes, Adam Levine, 11 and 24, 11 of 24 for his 27 points. He was good. But Vooch, we mentioned this yesterday in the preview, gets eaten up by Embiid sometimes. That's what happened today. Two of seven for four points. Yikes. Oh, but Jimmy had 10 rebounds and six assists. Yeah, but <laughs> settle down. Lonzo, 13, five and five. Recovered a bit after that torrid first half. Hit a uh, big three late in the corner that was beautiful. Uh, it was everyone else, though. 13 bench points total for Chicago. One made three. They actually shot 6 of 21 as a team from downtown. That is a big yikes. Uh, meanwhile, the Sixers, looking the goods, they doubled them up. They went 12 of 28 from downtown. <laughs> Still. Embiid, 18, 9, and 7. He, look, a vaguely kind of meh-ish kind of night for Embiid, but his impact was pretty big. 22 for Seth Curry, the shit one. George Niang, 18 and 3. He's awesome. We love him. Tyrese Maxey was awesome too. 14.6 assists. Corkmaz ends up with 11. Chicago and Philly now both 6-2. and two. Toronto, they beat Washington 109-100. Tied early. Raps took control in the second quarter and just kept their noses in front the rest of the way. Uh, the Wiz got like within five, I think, in the third quarter. But that was it. They'd lost coups to an arm contusion and couldn't make inroads. Beal got going a little bit late. They got it back down to six, but then... Uh, I think it was like four minutes left, and they scored three points the rest of the way. 
That's not how you win games, Washington. Uh, so good job, Raptors. This team is wonky as hell, but they've now won five on the trot and they look amazing again. So <laughs> good stuff. Beal had 25, but like Montrez had 15 and 10. Not much else. Spencer Dinwiddie, 12. Coos went one of 10. Gross. And he left the game because he didn't want to be on spot of the night. Uh, Notorious KCP goes four of 13. That's some Laker KCP action there. But the Raptors, led by Fred Van Vliet of the Fighting Van Vliet's 33 and 6. He was massive. He shot 13 to 22. Now it's half his threes, three of six. OG, the OG Ananobi goes for 21. 15 each for Shvi Mahayaluk and uh, Gary Terrence Trent Darby Jr. 15 each, very handy. And that's just kind of how the Raptors won this one. Just handy little contributions all over the course. Washington now five and three. Toronto, five straight wins of six and three. Amazing. Brooklyn beat the Atlanta Hawks. Kaka, 117-108. A wildly fun game. Wildly fun. KD takes over in the end of the third. Puts it beyond doubt. Absolutely huge. And you've got a bit of a patty push there as well. But I'll tell you what, the combination of these awesome City Edition blue and red Nets throwbacks, the old New Jersey Nets, with the Arrow Parquet Court, looked fucking incredible. Unreal. I loved this. It was such a great look. And everyone was hitting shots. DeAndre Hanna, he like, what, went six of six from three. But the Nets led by two at the half. But Durant just goes absolutely hammering tongs at the end of the third that basically turned a tired game into a 16-point net lead going into the fourth. A 20-4 run. Amazing. And they just ran away with it later, right? Like, just blew it open. KD was fucking amazing. He was just hitting shots. You're like, oh, yeah. Nah, he's still the best player on the planet. Holy shit. Trey Young had 21 points. It came on 22 shots, though. Classic. I don't know, man. Fouls, the ball. Who's he going to blame for this one? <laughs> Came very close to a triple-double. He had nine rebounds and ten assists. DeAndre Hanna had 26 points. I love him. It's one of those questions where you go, oh, Trey Young got banged up in the uh, playoffs last year. It's like more the big question might have been, how far would the Hawks have gone if they actually had DeAndre Hanna playing in healthy last uh, playoffs? He had 26, goes 10 of 11 from the floor. Six of six from three. He's amazing. 13 and 12 for John Collins. That's a tall cocktail. And 13 points, 16 rebounds for Clint Capella. But the problem was everybody else. Bogdan couldn't get firing. Cam Reddish and Lou Will were B-A-D bad. And bang. They uh, let the Nets basically off the hook with that huge big run at the end of the third. The Nets made 22 threes. That's a lot. <laughs> 22 is a lot. 22 of 48. Unbelievable. Good stuff. Uh, obviously, KD was incredible. 32, 7, and 5. Goes 2 of 6 from downtown, but shoots 13 and 20 from the floor. And just was his pull-up game of just like dribble, dribble. I'm 7 foot. Fuck you. Bang. I'm the greatest 7 foot jump shooter you've ever seen. Incredible stuff. Uh, Joey Harris, he hit 6 threes as well. He had 18. James Harden, 16, 4, and 11. The shot's not quite there. He went 5 of 11 from 3. And he only took 14 shots. So the other three shots he missed. And that's kind of it. Weird. But anyway, Patty Thrills had 14. It was great. Atlanta dropped to 4-4. Four and four. Brooklyn now have spun three on the trot. They're 5-3. and three. Good on them. Uh, it was going to happen. Harden slowly working his way back into form. And uh, KD remains the best player in the NBA. Denver! They lost in Memphis back-to-back. 108-106. Jama Rand is a menace. This game was awesome. Triple J is dangerous. Boom! is terrifying. And Denver are like, we don't care. <laughs> Memphis jumped them early. But Denver, they were down 37-19, I think. And they got it all back in the second quarter. And it was like they got the lead. And it's like, what is going on in this game? This was a Triple J-led recovery, though, for uh, Memphis. It's like Jane Gazzo and Dylan Lewis in the late 90s. Triple J-led recovery. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> Jamarant's doing his 360 insane layups. Everybody's losing their mind about that. It was awesome. Memphis doubled them up on threes, but it was still tied with about a minute to go. Bane, Desmond. Bane smashed in his three. It was beautiful. Uh, Memphis go up, but Joker scores again inside. Jar misses one of two free throws, which is a bit of a Jar thing. He'll be right. But uh, Joker still had a chance to tie this at the end. Gets to his spot. He's working, he's working, he's working. Basically shuffles over, uh, you know, backs his way into the paint. Does a little bit of a turnaround jumper. You think it's in. Bang. Off the front of the rim. Memphis win. Tough one. Joker had 34-11-5. That's just routine shit for the big uh, Serb now, but here we are. 
Will the Thrill had 26.7 assists. He was really good, but Michael Porter Jr. I mean, it's the only shot. He was like he's basically his shots. He's just afraid of them at the moment because they're not going in. Doesn't matter if it's the COVID vaccine or his actual jump shot. 12 points on 12 shots, 0 of 3 from deep. He's brutal, and no one else on the Nuggets is stepping up at the moment. The Grizzlies, Jar had 18, 6 and 6. He was awesome. Triple J, though. What a bounce back game for him. 22 and 8 with three blocks. He crushed it. Desmond Moon had the 16, and so did Slow Mo. Uh, good win for the Grizz. Taking two back to back games at home against Denver is massive. They're now 5 and 3. Denver dropped to 4 and 4. Minnesota shit the bed against the Clippers. Classic mini. 126, 115. This was a rock fight. Then it all clicked. Like Minnesota led in the third. Then the Clippers just ran over the fucking top of them with like a 12 2 run that then just blew this completely wide open. The Clippers end up scoring 45 in the third. They made 17 of 20 shots and 9 of 11 from 3, and that was it. That was that. Like, Minnesota just never had another chance. They couldn't fight back into it. There's, like, a weird lack of fight. And we talked about this in the preview yesterday. I tipped Minnesota because starting Pat Bev, no D-Lo. I thought they'd be a bit of fight, but Cat couldn't hit anything. He was 6 of 16 in this game. Ends up with 18-11, 3 assists, 4 steals, but just his impact sometimes is just weirdly low. And you're like, dude, you're way better than this. What is going on? Meanwhile, Ant-Man, Anthony Edwards... 11 to 21 shooting for him, six assists, ends up with 28 points. Pretty bloody good, but just nothing else there for the Wolves. Pat Bev has the old uh, almost Jason Kidd triple double, 10, 10, and 8. Malik Beasley, 5 of 12 for 14 points. He was a minus 22. That sort of just tells the story of the Wolves. They can't do it. The Clips, 21 of 36 from three, 60% from the floor. That's a uh, pretty good day. 32 points, six rebounds, eight assists for MVPG. Watch out. Uh, shot 11 of 18. So did Reggie Jackson. 29 points and 8 assists for him. 20 for Frenchie Batum. <laughs> I still Charlotte's money. And T-Man go, goes for 17, including 3 of 3 from deep. On the subject of He-Man, I've got like a, uh, a He-Man and a Skeletor up on the uh, Larry Armour Studios shelf. And the squid fucking loves him. He loves Skeletor. I've got him, I think, uh, my mum and dad... So his grandparents bought him like a Skeletor, I Am Skeletor, one of those little uh, golden books, and he fucking loves it. Am I raising like a fucking like super villain? I'm a bit worried. So I bought him an extra He-Man so he can play with it to his heart's fucking content. <laughs> what a world. I mean, I always loved Skeletor, but I was always still a He-Man kid because I had He-Man and Battle Cat. Off I went. But Jesus. Fucking loves that book. Anyway, Minnesota and the Clippers are both three and four. Dallas won a hard four game against San Antonio, 109-108. Wild and weird game. The Mavs are up 10 in the second quarter. They got reeled in straight away. The Spurs got up nine in the third, and the Mavs reeled that in straight away. It was like it was like fishing. It was fucking crazy. Reel it back in, let him go. Reel it back in, let him go. Mavs got back into this thanks to Boban and Jalen Brunson. Uh, Luca was on fire early, but like... Watching the Mavs game in, game out, you're like, yeah, Luke can get firing, but it just, they never seem to absolutely fucking shit pump a team and leave it at that. It's like they'll get up, like, I don't know, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Anyway, and then the other team will just sort of go, oh, okay, well, we better step up. And we know that the Mavs defense isn't going to slow us down, so we can fight back. And that's exactly what happens every fucking time. Uh, but this was left to Jalen Brunson. He took over late in the fourth quarter here. Go watch it. He's incredible. He dropped 13 straight. And I'm going to leave it at that because he's going to pop up again in a second. Uh, the Spurs fought all the way in this, but Brunson had all the answers. And they kind of uh, didn't give themselves a chance right there at the end. San Antonio had the ball, couldn't get it inbounded properly, and away they go. Uh, Deshaunce Murray, another great game. He is having an amazing season is the point guard. 23-9-8 for him. And Derek White at 19. And Devin Vassell. Talk about players that are just flying under the radar and actually popping off a little bit. He's been awesome. 21 points off the bench for him. But I'll tell you what, if you needed any more evidence as towards the anti-Australian bias, the old no bloody Australians NBA, and the one bloke who consistently could slow down Patty Mills, Greg Bobovich, not running old rock'em, sock'em, jock'em, block'em Landale out there for even a minute... When they didn't have Teenage Mutant Jakob Pertl, what the fuck is going on? That is absolute malpractice. Dallas, look, sure they don't have much of a center out there, but come on. 
It's Eubanks. Eubanks. That is absolutely brutal. Come on, man. Where's the Landale run? Just get him out there. Jesus. Anyway, for the maps, Luca, 23 points, 12 rebounds, 76. Oh, Jimmy, that's pretty good. Yeah, he shot 10 of 25 because Jalen Brunson goes for 31 with 10 rebounds. He was awesome. Hardaway, the lesser, shoots 7 of 17. Hands up with 23 points, though. But I'll tell you what, Boban was the savior here along with Jalen Brunson. 17 and 5 for the star of John Wick 3. You love it. Anyway, San Antonio dropped the 2 and 6. Dallas have somehow scraped their way to 5 and 3. Uh, if they had have lost this on a back to back, you would have understood. But geez, 5 and 3, they've got to take that. Happy days. Charlotte uh, blew this game against Golden State. And I think I tweeted out when Charlotte lose, boy, do they fucking lose, don't they? It's just a hail of like threes and there's no other plan. It's like, oh, we'll just go up and we'll shoot a three and hopefully it'll go in. Like, do you want to do anything else? No. All right. 114.92 this ends up, which is crazy because like Charlotte were right there in the fourth quarter. They'd pulled it all the way back um, after gotten, having gotten down big. Like Charlotte were up. They lost it. They got up again and then gave it up in the third. They had the lead, and they didn't, and then Golden State ran away with it. That's the story of this game. Because Charlotte, like when they pulled it back late in that fourth quarter, they just completely ran out of gas. It's like you only pulled it back by like eight points. You're still down six. What are you idiots doing? It's like, ah, oh, well, now we'll just shoot some threes. Brutal. Uh, Steph finally hit it, hit some shots as well, and that was the uh, nail in the coffin. The alley-oop from Curry to uh, the mitten, Gary Payton the second was massive. But really, this is the pool game. Draymond's getting on the end of alley-oops and dunks and putbacks. Oh, man, we go hit a dagger three. Gary Payton the second, though, was just shutting down everybody. And I'll tell you what, though. The best part was when he killed Kelly Oubre straight dead. So he got straight killed. He really did. He's going to pop up in a second. Uh, Miles Bridges was awesome again. 32-9 and nine for him. 5-9 of nine from downtown. 23-11 and 11 for Gordy Hayward. But Lamello had a rough night. 14 points and 5 of 14. Shewing goes 0 of 6 from 3. Does Lamello, the good ball. 8 assists. Nobody else did shit because Terry Rose was brutal. PJ Hamilton, Washington stunk. Ubre stunk. He was trash. Plumley couldn't do shit. And uh, yeah, the Hornets just ran out of gas. Jordan Poole ends up with 31, meanwhile. Hits 7 threes. That was massive. Steph has 15 points on 15 shots. He's well held. And gets just enough going late to push them over the edge. Uh, 5, 10, and 8 for Draymond. Love that. Also got a knee to the nuts, which is the universe's way of balancing everything out. Uh, Andrew Wiggins at 14. Damian Lee, 15. But the mitten, Gary Payton Jr. Gary Payton the second. Sorry. We're not going to call him Jr. He's the second. Oh, is he? Is he really? There's been no other ones. Anyway, 6 of 9. Nice. From the floor. 5 rebounds, 3 steals, and a block. As mentioned, the block that absolutely destroyed A to Kelly Oubre. That was huge. The Warriors just powered away in that fourth quarter in a way that was like kind of horrifying if you're the rest of the NBA and also kind of predictable if you're Charlotte because, I mean, the games they lose, they stink in. The games they win, they look amazing. And there's no in-between. They're now 5-4. and four. Golden State is 6-1. 6-1 and, one. Six and one for the Warriors. Without Clay, without Wasman, they're equal on top of the West with the Jazz. Incredible. And final game of today, Sacramento beat the shit out of New Orleans, 112-99. Look, the Pelicans, they were in this the entire game, and then they really Pelicans it up. That's right, they're the Pelicans, not the Pelicans. 14-zip run to Halliburton and Co. in the fourth quarter. The Pels missed 10 straight shots, meanwhile, and that was it. They had 12 points in the fourth quarter. <laughs> The game was in like their grasp and they shit the bed. Even like Rashawn Holmes got kicked out in the third quarter. But yeah, no Spindles Ingram for New Orleans with his bruised hip. But Jesus, what an embarrassment this franchise is. 14 and 11 for my name is Jonas Valanciunas. 5 of 13 shooting. Devontae Graham, he had 16 and 7. 4 of 8 from 3, but he's still not very good. And same goes for Nicky Alexander-Walker. 16 points on 16 shots. 1 of 6 from 3. Go get Dante Exum. The Kings, 19-5 for Diaz of Fox. Halliburton had 20 points, 7 assists, 4 steals. Um, absolutely lit it up. He had 12, I think he had 7 points in that fourth quarter run that blew this game open. Halliburton was massive. 
Uh, Harrison Barnes, 23 and 8. Buddy Hill goes 4 of 13 for his 11 points. Gross. But 12 points, 8 assists for Davion Mitchell as well. Good win for the Kings. They're now 4 and 4. The Pelicans dropped to 1 and 8 because they're shit. And let's do an NBA Australia approved performance of the night. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Uh, a couple of uh, good ones here. Miles Turner. Unbelievable. Ends up with 25 points, 13 rebounds, 2 assists, and 3 blocks. And this is one of those things where you go, Miles Turner can do it all. And it's like, yes, he hit 7 of 10 from 3, did Miles Turner. The thing is, he's going to do that, and he's proven it already. He's going to do that twice a fortnight. <laughs> Maybe, if you're lucky. So, uh, look, the consistency just needs to be there for Miles Turner. But God damn, when he's on, it's amazing. And you see how good Indy can be. When he's not, you're like, ah, oh, these guys are bad. So it was a huge game for him. Jalen Brunson, he started the last two games. He had 25 yesterday, 31 today, shot 9 of 17, and saved the fucking Mavs' asses in the fourth quarter. He scored 13 straight in the fourth quarter to win the game tonight. And then, of course, Kevin Durant proving that he's still the best player in the NBA, 32-7-5. That takeover in the third quarter was just next level. And Jordan Poole, the 31, this was like this will probably go uh, a weird combo of underrated and overrated because it'll be a little bit underrated because Steph was in such a big fucking struggle in such a hole and Paul just filled in. He just like stepped up, went absolutely hammering tongs, but then it'll be somewhat overrated because it's like most improved player. It's like, well, he's had a rough couple of weeks. He showed a little something to something the first couple of games, then struggled down, and now he's come good again, so... I don't know, tricky one, but Paul, that was great. KD, that was awesome. Jalen Brunson, you absolute fucking savage. And Miles Turner, bloody good. There's some NBA Australia pre performances of the night for you. Who was Spud of the night? Spud, 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 because he's like, oh, well, if I go out with an injury, Jimmy's probably not going to put me on spot of the night. Fuck you, Kuzma, you goddamn Armenian Allen-looking motherfucker. 1 of 10 <laughs> from the floor. 0 of 5 from 3. Knew he was going to end up on spot of the night, so he bounced. Ah, Ruby, oh, Ricky Tiki Tata went 0 of 7, including 0 of 4 from 3. And uh, turned the ball over late. With an inbounds that took over five seconds that nearly completely sank the Cavs. They still hold on. He was 0 points, 7 assists, 1 turnover, and 0 of 7 from the floor. Incredible scenes. Uh, but obviously, Terry Rousey, I mentioned this as well. He was fucking horrible. 2 of 12 against the Warriors today for 5 points, 2 assists, and 3 turnovers. Brutal! And Juzzy Holiday, 23 minutes, 0 of 7 for the uh, Pacers, all of which were from downtown. Zero points, one assist, two turnovers. He was a minus five in a game. The Pacers won by 13. Yeesh! That's Spud territory. Old mate, no mates. 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 Who's got no mates today? How about Kelly Oubre? Not only did he get straight killed by your man, the Mitten... But he got straight killed. But he got booed in Golden State. I fucking love how much everybody hates Kelly Oubre because he must be just the worst bloke in the world. He's got to be so fucking just annoying to be around. Every fan base hates him. All of his teammates are like, oh, we're not signing Kelly. Oh, that's bad. Fucking bye. And uh, he got booed in Golden State today, which is amazing. Because he's definitely old mate no words. He was also shit. He went 0 for 4 in 13 minutes, including 0 of 3 from 3. So he has 0 points, 1 rebound, 1 assist, and 2 turnovers. And then get compl- got completely fucking obliterated by the mitten. Unbelievable. So he got straight killed. You know what you got to say to that? Crikey. Yeah, crikey. Boobray. Oh, Kelly, boobra. I was saying boobray. <laughs> wow, there's some good boos. I love that. Panting of the night. Who does this one go to, though, however? Very bad, 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 very, very bad, bad. Oh, it's Kelly Oubre. Ah, oh, shit, we got him. You got straight killed. So he got straight killed. I'll tell you what. He was, look. 
getting shit on. The best part is, I love this about the panting of Kelly Oubre because not only does Gary Payton the second, the mitten, not the glove, the mitten, absolutely fucking destroy an AG, but Kelly Oubre is so dumb. He's like, nah, man, I've got to look after my brand. Look at my cool hair. And everyone's like, you know what that hair actually makes you, Kelly? A, look like a fuckwit. B, a target. <laughs> because you can't have that hair and be out here getting dunked on. Because it's obvious who it is and how badly you're getting dunked on. The best part it was, it was against your old team. Gary Payton the second. That was amazing. A couple of other pantsings. Precious. Precious Achua absolutely fucking tore up Montrez Harrell. Montrez Harrell looked away for like a split second on the perimeter. Precious put the ball on the ground, like basically pulled a spin move on him and then dunked on like the majority of the Wizards. It was amazing. And you're like, holy shit, Precious is incredible. And then PJ Dozier on slow-mo Kyle Anderson absolutely smacked the shit out of slow-mo Kyle Anderson's shot. Slapped it so far off the backboard, it's gone back to like the half-court mark. It was amazing. Like, that's one of those classic, get that shit out of here. Like, you do that to your fucking little cousins when they're trying to throw the ball at you. You just slap the shit out of it. PJ Dozier did it in a fucking NBA game to Kyle Anderson. That was amazing. All right, finally, better than Lonzo Ball. Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you're going to get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. You're coming for everybody. Coming for Everybody, that's right. Uh, a couple of easy ones here. Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. I enjoyed this one. Good game today. 22 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, 3 blocks. Shoots 7 of 14 from the floor, including 5 of 9 from 3. Obviously, that puts Lonzo's game to absolute shame. And the other one is uh, Jordan Poole with the 31. He absolutely crushed it. And uh, I very much enjoyed the pool game because... He has no fear. Like He's just like, dude, I'm on a team with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. I'll be the third splash brother. That's fine. KD bounced and the position's open. All right, cool. Bang, off he goes through his 31, makes seven threes. Absolutely crushed it. So today, both of you, Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. and Jordan Poole, better than Lonzo Ball. All right, let's do some yenars right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Elliot. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. Let's do some Yenars. They are brought to you by the thedailyliquor.com from East North Brewing. If you're in Melbourne, look, I keep saying this. If you don't rock up anywhere in the next two months without a slab on your shoulder or a couple of bottles of wine under your arms, what are you doing? Ship like territories, 100%. So bring the bottle to you. Don't go out there going to the bottle o. The Rona's still around. Fucking don't do that. Bring the bottle to you with the thedailyliquor.com. Check out all their amazing beers, wines, cocktails. It's all there for you to see. And if you're banging the code STRAYER, when you check out, you get a free six-pack of the Dos Blocos XBA. How good is that? Well, it's for the Melbourne metro area. You get same-day delivery before noon, so you better hurry up. The weather's turning. It's getting beautiful. So smash that. TheDailyLiquid.com right now. Banging that code straight. Get a six on your mate, Jimmy. Right. Yeah, Nas, number one. Is it going to be Miles Bridges versus Jordan Poole for most improved player? Did we just see an MIP showdown, Jimmy? Yeah, nah. <sighs> Nah, because I think all the pub that Jordan Poole's going to get is pretty crazy and very good, obviously. Uh, so more power to him. Miles Bridges, if he keeps this up, is going to run away with most improved player, though, right? But the thing is, there's always weird contenders for most improved, and it's never really settled until, like, four-fifths of the way through the season. <laughs> like... Julius Randle last year came out of nowhere. Like, DeJounte Murray will be there. But this is the problem. He's in San Antonio. It's just not going to happen. They're just not going to have enough pub. Unless he keeps cranking it out and they lead a uh, surprising Spurs team. But, I mean, 
It's a bit tough. LaMelo Ball might even still like rock up for MIP. Hilariously. But you could also see the likes of Precious Achua getting a look in. I mean, if he really steps up a little bit more. Darius Garland, if he can take strides. Like, these are some, you know, outside shots here. But, like, Jarrett Go the Fro Allen still might be there. Like, the dude copped a $100 million contract and still might get a nudge for most improved this year. The way he's been playing has been fucking incredible. OG, Ananobi, he's right there. Michael Porter Jr., if he gets cooking as well, people will forget the first couple of weeks. I mean, look, if there's a trade in Sacramento and maybe De'Aaron Fox is out of there somewhere, Tyrese Halliburton. I mean, you saw it today. It's like... The dude can fucking flat out ball. And if he gets even more of a chance to just like run that team, who knows what could happen. So, yeah, MIP is definitely not over yet. <laughs> like, Miles Bridges has been fucking incredible though, don't get me wrong. But like, yeah, it's very early. Uh, Mitch Smith on Twitter. Jimmy, well, NBA Australia theory. Darren Fox may have heard the rumors the Sixers want him and they started the season terrible to get moved in a trade for Simmons. Thoughts? Yeah, nah. I love this. And I'm going to use it again in a second. But tanking his value, making it more palatable for the Kings to go, oh, well, nah, look, fuck it. We've got Tyrese. We've got Davion Mitchell. Let's roll the ball on Ben Simmons. See you, buddy. See you, Darren Fox. Bye. Have fun in Philly. And Darren Fox is like, yes. Yes. Uh, the weird thing is, like, Darren Fox's agent is, like, just, like, Darren Fox is his only big client. So it's like one of those weird ones where you're like, you're never entirely sure. Uh, this would actually be a very smart thing for him to do. Because <laughs> he's already got the extension. Go to Philly, build up that brand, get out of Sacramento, off you go. So that's pretty fucking great. Very smart. I love that one. Good job, Mitch. And finally, Matt Owers over on the Instagrams has uh, shot me a message. Jimmy, the shooting percentage with the Wilson ball. 44.6% from the floor, 34% from three. It's wildly low, and it's like the lowest it's been for years and years and years and years. The lowest uh, field goal percentage since 04. Lowest uh, three-point percentage since 99. Jesus. Tell you what, is this legit? Yeah, nah, I'm going to say yeah. I mean, it's been a couple of weeks, but the wild thing is it's obviously like league-wide. So changing out the ball for a Wilson, so going from the Sporting to a Wilson... I mean, it's been pointed out already, I think, by folks that uh, the consistency from ball to ball changes just a little bit, or at least just hasn't been reportedly been uh, so exactly the same as the sporting balls had been. So it's like trying out the four old balls you got at your uh, parents' place, right? Like the one that got left out in the rain for two years, but you don't mind the grip and the weight versus the brand new one where it's like, oh, it feels a bit heavy when it bounces. <laughs> like that kind of shit, you know? Like, oh, I like the grip on this one. Um but, I mean, that's it, right? Like, basketball and shooting is like a mental vibe a lot of the time as well as a physical one. Um, so that if the ball feels even a little bit different, maybe not even off, but just different, it can fuck you up. And you do see it. Like, it's always like one of those funny things where when the American teams end up playing international basketball, whether it be FIBAs or Olympics or whatever, like, it takes them a little bit of time to adjust. So I, I buy into this. Like... It's a bit of a combo of defenses being able to play a little bit more aggressively, a little bit more physical. Uh, but also, I feel like the change in the ball, like if it just feels a little bit different in your hand, it's going to fuck you. Like even Embiid has come out and talked about it. Like beyond Trey Young and Harden, and go, like I'm kind of here for it. So yeah, it's legit. I mean, if you've played before and you play try different basketballs, just try it again. All right, unpopular opinion of the day. Uh, look at me, look at me, look at me. Yeah, I don't know, man. Washington. Kind of called it. They're just a little bit smoke and mirrors, and I kind of don't like them. So apologies to all 17 Wizards fans out there. I don't think you're going to win the title. <laughs> there was a moment where you're like, this is clicking way too well. But I think we sort of talked about this, uh, what is today, Thursday? So maybe either Monday or Tuesday, talking about the Wizards and how what they did do over the offseason was raise their floor. And that's exactly what you have seen in the first couple of weeks, right? Like winning some games that last year they definitely wouldn't have won, uh, basically giving themselves a bit of depth. But then without that top-end fuck-you kind of just really good players, like KCP has one shit night, Kuzma has a shit night, and you get killed, you know, by Toronto. So it's a tough one for the Wiz, but kind of called it, just saying. Just saying. Uh, Outback Takehouse for today, however. 
It's Thursday, and our back, no, that means, that's right, two for one blooming onions. No prick back home in Australia knows what the fuck this thing is. What is it? A deep fried onion that looks like a flower? How the fuck is that Australian? All we do with onions is chop them up, chuck them on a barbie, cook until they're as black as a dog's guts, and then bang it on a sausage. What are you idiots on? Whatever, two for one only at Outback. And today's Flame Grill take is... Just like De'Aaron Fox, Dame Lillard is stinking it up so that it lowers his trade value and makes it much easier for Portland to stomach trading him and he can therefore force his way to Philly. Where he can continue his rap career with a much bigger market only at Outback. I do love the idea of Dame just going, oh, jeez, I can't believe I'm missing all these shots. <laughs> just so that Neil O'Shea goes, fuck, well, he's been shit for about a month and a half. Might as well pull the trade on Ben Simmons because, I mean, Simmons might hit more shots than him right now. Either way, I love that. All right, let's take a uh, quick break. Be back with Australian Player Watch right after oh, this one. This is David Anderson. You're listening to NBA Australia. All right. What's a Chris Paul, Scott Kelly, and uh, Alexis Ohanian have in common? Well, they're all incredible, incredible people with incredible experiences, and they've created audio courses on Knowable, which is a new app with the world's top experts teaching new skills in bite-sized audio courses, like Spotify for learning stuff. I love it. Squid hates it, but I love it. The squid hates it because it's not Thomas and Friends story time. (laughs) Jesus. The bloke from NASA talks to you about space, Chris Paul, about plant-based lifestyles, and uh, Reddit co-founder Alexis Ohanian had a launch a startup. Love that. There's over 100 other experts waiting to teach you something new, so wrap your ears around it right now. Learn some new stuff today with Knowable. Download it from your app store, bang in the code Straya, and get 20% off getting smarter. How good is that? I'm out here trying to get you smart. Right, Australian player watch, Petty Thrills! And that win over Atlanta was absolutely pivotal. Pivotable? There you go. Pivotal. Pivotable? Pivotal! Jesus, Jimmy! <laughs> Have another beer! 14 points, 5 and 9 from the floor. Goes 4 of 7 from deep, 3 rebounds, 6 assists, only 1 turnover, and a plus 17 was Patty. Absolutely looked phenomenal in those great Nets uh, City Edition jerseys. I'm going to buy the shit out of one of those when I can. Uh, and Aussie Matty T against the Bulls in, again, the pretty amazing City Edition Sixers jerseys. He got the start. Aussie Matty T, Matisse Tyble played 38 minutes. He had eight points, went three of four from the floor, two of three from downtown. And then the classic Matty T stat line, four rebounds, one assist, but wait for it, three steals and two blocks. Menace! Defensive player of the year. Joshy Green actually got out there for six minutes in the win over San Antonio. Uh, zero points. Josh, you're killing me. Joshy, just need some buckets here, mate. 0 of one from the floor, two rebounds, one assist. And he was going up against his fellow boomer, bronze medalist, jock, rock him, sock him, block him, jock him, big cock, jock Landale, who copped it, did not play, coach's decision. Don't know why Greg Popovich hates him, but uh, here we are. Play him over Drew Eubanks. What are we doing with Drew Eubanks at this point? I mean, really? He's a bit shit. Fuck him off. What are you doing? Drew Eubanks. All right, let's do a bit of a Kiwi corner and see how the big Stephen Adams is going on the uh, back of the old Australian player watch. And uh, look, he's fitting pretty well there in Memphis. Like The stats have dropped a little bit in the last uh, couple of games, but he has been going up against... It's been, what, back-to-back games against the MVP. Uh, but going back to last week, he had 12-7 and seven with two assists, a block and two steals, and that crazy win over Golden State in Golden State. He had that in 21 minutes, which is gnarly. Uh, he backed that up with a 6.5 rebound, two assist effort in only 19 minutes against Miami. Uh, went 4-4 four four from the free throw line. The free throws, he's gone 13-13 of 13 from the season as big Steven Adams. He hasn't missed. That's amazing. Like, in terms of dudes who you were like, oh, well, that'll be fine. Uh, his entire vibe of uh, how how do we go with uh, Steven Adams in terms of his career for free throw shooting percentage, usually it's not that good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Last year, he shot 44% from the free throw line. This year, he's cracking along at 100. His career is 55. That is amazing. Good job, big Steven Adams. Uh, But then, obviously, those last two games this week, 
uh, been against Denver. So he had six and seven with one assist and two blocks on Wednesday. No, Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. And then today was really good, actually. Eight, eight, and four with a steal. And went three or five from the floor. And again, two or two from the free throw line. So Stephen Adams, just quietly, absolutely crushing it there in Memphis. In a uh, pretty, you know, fun, weird role. And really opening stuff up of late for Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. So great stuff. Big Stephen Adams. And uh, playing the MVP as hard as anybody else. All right. The Penny Mills, uh, the Penny Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in for today. This was a belter because Patty jumped on the old tweet machine for uh, the first time in a little while. And I love it when he does because it was a good one. Hard hats, steel caps, and a PB&J. The lads are off to work. And then he's got his emojis. He's got, uh, you know, three different race emoji of blokes in hard hats. So it's pretty good. Hashtag embrace your Brooklyn at Brooklyn Nets. But it's also just a picture of what? Joey Harris, Blake Griffin, and Patty looking amazing in those great Nets uniforms. The three of them giving like a three-way high five. And then just a great photo of him just like losing his shit. So that's amazing. Absolutely love it. Good job, Patty Thrills. Patty Mills. Right, let's do some game previews though for tomorrow, shall we? Game previews. Game previews. Oh, thanks, inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How's the ISO going? Yeah, not bad. I took the squid uh, over to get a COVID test today. Uh, Waiting on the results for that. To be honest... The thing is, he hasn't left the house since, what, Monday last week? And he hasn't said fucking boo about it. I love it. <laughs> it's only, it's like fucking, it's brutal. But it could be much fucking worse if he was just going like, you know, cabin fever vibes. But it's chill as shit. He's got his giant big playground that I built for him the other day. He's got his sand pit. I mean, I had him sitting there watching Play School on my iPad earlier. Good parenting. <laughs> Jesus. But anyway, it was only, what, two episodes? He was fine. Um... And I'll tell you what, Play School, one of the, the least annoying kids programs out there. It's like Bluey, if I'm going to power rank him, I'm going to go Bluey, Play School, Thomas the Tank Engine and Friends, uh, and coming in very last is Pepper Fucking Pig. I would put my foot through the goddamn TV if I to watch that again. That sucks. Octonauts. The kid knows so much about, like, marine life because he's obsessed with Octonauts. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Jimmy, get to the games. All right. Uh, so today we went 6 of 11, which was pretty crazy because I didn't think we were going to go that well. Uh, but because Brooklyn covered, Toronto beat Washington, I nailed a couple of those. I missed out on the Philly-Chicago one uh, and the Knickerbockers and Portland, but snuck through the San Antonio one because it was plus one and a half. They lose by one. A couple of other big ones there, obviously Sacramento at the end. So 6 of 11, pretty bloody good. We'll take that. So that leaves us for the season 64 of 110 picks against the spread or head-to-head, actually, when it comes to the weekend. So either way, tomorrow's games. I've got a couple of belters in here. Philly at Detroit. Now, Philly in a back-to-back. You don't expect Embiid to play this one. Andre Drummond going up against his old team. Detroit, just an absolute shambles at the moment. They can't score. They can't do anything. Watch them step up at home and randomly push Philly right to the end. So I'm going to go Detroit plus seven and a half because that'll be hilarious. Um, especially if Embiid doesn't play. If Embiid does play, I'd mo- I'd probably move that back. Uh, so that's Embiid dependent, just a heads up. Uh, Utah at Atlanta. This is a great game. It's one of those games where you look at it and go, what? Oh, shit, that'll be fun as hell. So I'm going the Jazz minus one and a half in Atlanta. I just think their defense is good enough to really sort of stymie Atlanta. But you've got Rudy Gobert going up against Clint Capella doing the Spider-Man meme. And John Collins going to be dunking on everybody. But Atlanta's D, like, can it stand up? I mean, we're going to find out. This is going to be awesome. I can't wait for this game. Utah minus one and a half. I think they can win that. Boston go to Miami on a back-to-back, having just played in Orlando. It's the old Florida head-to-head, back-to-back, double-double. I'm going the Heat minus seven and a half. They've just got way too much on defense to stymie this just wildly scattershot Boston team at the moment. Uh, especially in a back-to-back, I think Miami dominate this one. Minus seven and a half. I'm going the Heat all the way. Phoenix hosts the Houston Rockets. Joes. It's like the mid-90s all over again. Hakeem versus Charles Barkley. Instead, we've got Devin Booker versus Jalen Green. Sure, uh, but Houston are ten and a half point underdogs here. I'm going to go Houston, I think. Phoenix have been very, 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 very scrappy. And their offense just really hasn't clicked. And I think Houston can just sort of hang because there'll definitely be a backdoor cover where they're losing by 14 and suddenly they'll score like the last five or six points in the, like 
only lose by nine or ten. So I'll take Houston plus ten and a half. Because uh, Phoenix, they seem to have righted the ship a little bit, but a little bit. But geez, you just can't trust them at the moment. Lakers, same thing goes here. They're playing as OKC. Giddy, giddy up. Plus twelve and a half of the Thunder. I'm taking that. I think OKC. They just sort of don't lie down. And the Lakers are the sort of team that it kind of... We've seen it time and time again. It was happened the other day against Houston. They sort of just gave up the ghost a little bit. Houston cover easily. Nearly win the bloody game because the refs try to job the Lakers. So I'll take the Thunder plus 12.5. So I think I've actually got three underdogs out of the five games tomorrow. But see how we go. Either way, that's all good. Uh, we'll wrap all that up for you tomorrow. Uh, and look, hey, as mentioned yesterday, thanks for bearing with us. These uh, The shows are a little bit later at the moment because I'm looking after the squid and then uh, old mate's like jumping out of the office for a little bit to look after him while, I'll, uh, while I tape this and do a bit of work. <laughs> but we're getting through. Only one more day after this and then he'll be back in daycare next week, which will be nice. Righto, either way. So we'll uh, be back tomorrow, wrap up all those fun games, talk us some other shit, set you up for the weekend. Uh, check out NFL Australia with myself and Gaz chopping it up at about the NFL. That is crazy at the moment. World Wrestling Australia with Adam. Go check that out on YouTube. Uh, talking about the NXT Halloween Havoc results and stuff like that. Some really good stuff. Uh, always check out World Wrestling Australia on YouTube. Follow FWCIE on Twitter as well uh, for links to all the stuff that Adam does, including their amazing, our amazing uh, Dennis Rodman, Carl Malone wrestling breakdown, which was fucking awesome fun to do with Adam. Uh, check us a rating and review on your podcast app. Come on, I don't ask for much. Go to manscaped.com. Use the code Strayer. Get 20% off for free shipping and look after your nuts, would you? Come on. The ceramic blade makes all the difference. Trust me. Uh, thedailyliquor.com. Use the code Strayer if you're in Melbourne. Get a sixer on me. And Knowable. Download the Knowable app from your app store. Banging that code Strayer again. And 20% off. All right, big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song, but also big thanks always go to Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinator, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army. They are launching their vinyl uh, at the Gasso. November 20, get right around it. Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers. They are behind all the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify. However you look after your bands, do that. Remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands. So should you. Right, let's close out with a brand new diary of Stephen Adams today, and we will catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would ya? And later, Hosen. Kira Brews, that's me, eh? Your old pal Stephen Adams, eh? Just popping by for my weekly diary entry, brew. So here goes, eh? Oh, dear diary? Bro, it's me, Stephen Adams, eh? Oh, but you knew that, eh? Because you're my diary, brew. And you know all my deep, dark secrets, eh? Like how since I moved to Memphis, brew, I've been learning how to play guitar, brew, so I can join a blues band, bro, and play on Bill Street, eh? After some of these games that we play, I'll just bring my strap and walk down the street. And go and play in a band, eh? That'd be sweet as, but shh, don't tell anybody, bro, until I'm really good. And I'll pop up in like a viral video or something, eh? So yeah, bro, I'll tell you what, Mumfus is great, eh? It's going real well. I mean, I mentioned last week that I broke my dunny in my new house, bro, but I got it fixed and I got it reinforced, eh? I'm a big fella, and these dunnies take a bit of a punish with all this barbecue, eh? So yeah, now I don't have to sneak into uh, what I've been reliably told, bro, is actually Elvis's house down the road. Uh, to use the dunny. I thought it was a bit strange because it was all like leopard print and stuff, brew. But it was a really good dunny and it didn't break under my weight, so... Uh, but either way, I don't have to do that anymore, you see. Yeah, but everything's going real well, eh? I really love my new teammates. Uh, that little fella, Jar, he's mental, but he's awesome, brew. But like, I keep comparing him, brew, to like my old mate, Little Russ, who was mental, but he was also a fucking psycho, eh? So, like my cousin Rongo... But still, not once has Jar threatened to stib any of my other teammates or like my little friend Dismond. So that's real nice, eh? It makes the vibe around here really chill. So good on you, Jar. But as mentioned, bro, I just love that Mumfus barbecue, bro. I think I'm putting on a bit of weight, eh? I mean, me and my old best friend, Zion, we've been sending pucks of uh, food to each other, bro. And I'm actually getting a bit worried, bro. He's sending like 14 pucks a day, bro. Which, to be honest, 
might be a little bit too much. I probably top out at about seven to eight meals a day. 14 is a lot. I mean, that fella can really peck it away, that Zion, but geez, bro, maybe slow down, eh? Anyway. Oh, and I just got a text message, bro. I think Lord is releasing some new music soon, eh? Oh, bro, that's going to be sweet as. Anyway, bros, I just got done with a few games against the Nuggets. That was fun. That big fella, Nicola, he's a funny fella, eh? I love playing as to me. He's got a lot of, uh, I don't know, physicality and a lot of shit gets talked, eh? Just a good chat. I love a good chat. But uh, either way, I gave him a few of my hungry recipes while we're out there on the court, bro, and he said he'd try them out. He was pretty interested, eh? So... We'll see how it goes. Oh, speaking of which, I better go uh, check out the one that I had in the ground earlier, Brew. It might be ready for me to take into the fellas for tomorrow, so I better go get it. All right, till next week, Brews. Look after yourselves, E. Cheer, cheer. Love, Stephen Adams, E. Hey,